0: This morning, our Old Testament lesson gives us a, a beautiful text of God's power and sovereignty, uh, which shows us our ultimate security. Uh, since it was the first reading, we've heard two more since then. I'll just briefly remind you the, uh the word of God to Isaiah in chapter 44. Thus says the Lord, the King of Israel and His Redeemer, the Lord of hosts, I am the first and I am the last. Besides me, there is no God. Who is like me? Let him proclaim it. Let him declare and set it before me. God is literally calling out all challengers here. Like a a lion roaring, uh, saying, if you can hear my voice, back up or come fight me. Because the ground you're standing on belongs to me. Uh, God is calling out any challenger, said, who who wants to challenge me? Come on, bring it. There's nobody else. Uh, Reminding his people that no one and nothing has God's power and can interfere with God's plan. He stands alone. It's a reminder uh, that's very necessary because the world is always setting up challengers to God's power, posers and pretenders uh, who propose their own plans by their own power uh, in opposition to God. We see it as early as the Tower of Babel. Uh, where the people said, we, by our own strength, will make a tower that reaches to the heavens. That's a good idea. And with that kind of power and technology, that kind of building, you could do anything. And they thought that this would make a great name for themselves. Maybe it would have if they'd actually been able to finish building it. Of course, they weren't. God confused their languages and they were scattered. And the Tower of Babel stands as a a symbol of futility, of man's arrogance and boastfulness, of beyond what can be accomplished. More recently, uh, that symbol would maybe be the Titanic, the unsinkable ship. Look what we have created the ultimate technological marvel that can defy all powers of creation until it hits an iceberg and sinks man's boasts man's confidence in technology uh, cannot rival God, uh, no matter what that may be of. AI or information systems today uh, that people fear or trust in. One way or the other, neither one is ultimately valid because no technology, no uh, modern marvel uh, has the power of God, can stand in opposition to his power. Uh, from Babel to Babylon, uh, we see uh, the uh, the kind of power of wealth, uh, the prosperity of Babylon, those overflowing with riches from around the world, and even as the king threw a feast. Uh, to celebrate the uh, magnificence of his kingdom, the unending, unlimited prosperity uh, that he had achieved. A finger appeared and wrote on the wall, you have been weighed in the scales and found wanting. This very night your kingdom will be taken and given to the Medes and the Persians. Uh, Babylon's unlimited prosperity Prosperity collapsed, uh, showing that the power of wealth, um, plans based on the power of wealth, uh, are flimsy at best. Again, more recently, I uh, think all of us remember the housing market, the the, the bubble. Buy, buy, buy. It's too big to fail, right? They, they were just, the money's just going to keep rolling in forever. And then the bottom falls out. And because wealth is not utterly dependable. In fact, it is downright fleeting. Whether we uh, put our confidence in riches or or our fear uh, in uh, losing them, the the power of money is not the power of God. Again, back in Bible times, we saw the the military might of Assyria. They can do anything they want and and make anyone do anything they want because they've got the armies to enforce it. Uh, Their soldiers are depicted in ancient art like having the heads of lions because of their ferocity and they proved it by steamrolling anyone and everyone in their path until they got to Jerusalem and God wiped out their army in a single night. The unstoppable army is stopped because man's power and strength of might is not the ultimate power. Uh, and it still isn't today, whether it's uh, tanks or aircraft carriers or drones or whatever military innovations can be developed for uh, killing people. Military might is not the greatest power in the earth. And going back to Bible times, We see a man from Nazareth who was able to make a a little fishing boat an unsinkable ship. As that boat was tossed on the winds and the waves, the experienced fishermen were convinced that they were going to drown. But Jesus spoke a word, rebuked the winds and the waves and there was calm, and the boat was safe. Of course, another time, Jesus himself walked on the water uh, to show that he is the unsinkable ship. fed. We heard in one of our vacation Bible school stories this past week, the feeding of the 5,000. Uh, Later on, Jesus fed 4,000. Unlimited abundance out of uh, two little fishes and five loaves of bread. Over 5,000 were fed with 12 basketfuls left over. That's unlimited abundance. Of course, when it came to military might and strength, Uh, to rule through the power of death. There they got him, but only because he wanted to. Jesus allowed himself to be put to death, but rose again three days later, showing the power of life over death even, that the full force of the Roman army couldn't even take his life. And Jesus showed that he truly is the greatest power on earth. Um, By walking on the water, feeding the 5,000, rising from the dead, Jesus showed that he does have the power to fulfill his promises and bring his plan uh, to completion. it 's very significant that uh, uh, as Jesus fulfills this text uh, in regards to himself also in in revelation well one of the this is a great passage for discussion with jehovah 's witnesses who uh, uh, assert that Jesus is not uh, God, not Yahweh or Jehovah of the Old Testament, and yet the uh, Old Testament text here where God says I am the first and I am the last besides me there is no god is clearly spoken by Yahweh or Jehovah and it is clearly repeated by Jesus in Revelation well, where Jesus identifies himself at the beginning of Revelation as the one who was dead and now lives clearly referring you know that it's clearly Jesus speaking he refer, also says, I am the first and I am the last. Who God said in Isaiah 44 is God and God alone. Again, at the end of Revelation, Jesus says it again. Clearly, I, Jesus, in that same speech, says, I am the first and I am the last. That Jesus is God, Yahweh, Jehovah, whatever you want to call him, he is the first and the last, and besides him there is no God. He is King of kings and Lord of lords, the greatest power on earth, and no one can challenge his power and authority. His is the ultimate sovereignty. So what does that mean for us? Well, it's significant that God spoke these words to Isaiah concerning a generation in exile. The people of Judah who were going to be in exile in Babylon, surrounded by powers opposed to God who didn't believe in God and set themselves up as the greatest power with a lot of evidence on their side. Uh, surrounded uh, by idolatry. Surrounded by the evidence of their sin and its power. Um, because they were in exile in Babylon for a reason. Um, because they had departed from God in worship of idols. And God spoke to these people surrounded uh, by guilt and fear to assure them of his power to fulfill his plan for their good. Listen to how this chapter starts. But now listen, Jacob, my servant, Israel, whom I have chosen. This is what the Lord says. He who made you, who formed you in the womb, and who will help you. Do not be afraid. This is what it means for us who are similarly surrounded by worldly powers that claim to reign supreme and are often arrayed against us, who are burdened by our guilt and the fear of the power of our sin. You don't have to be afraid. He who made you, who formed you in the womb, will help you. Do not be afraid you have a powerful god a savior who is the most powerful force in the world who has promised to help you and told you that you do not have to be afraid because he is with you that means you can trust god to care for you because He is strong enough, and because he has told us his plan for us, which is for our good. He goes on at the end of the chapter in verse 22. Remember these things, Jacob, for you, Israel, are my servant. I have made you. You are my servant, Israel. I will not forget you. I have swept away your offenses like a cloud, your sins like the morning mist. Return to me, for I have redeemed you. Remember these things. God's power and sovereignty. Because you're his servant. You are a servant of the Most High God. You are a servant of the most powerful being in the universe. And you are under his protection. He will not forget you. In fact, he will faithfully care for you. As he even promises to sweep away your offenses and your sins like the morning mist that disappears in the heat of the noonday sun. He says, I have redeemed you. Return to me. Hold on to me. Cling to me. You can trust God to care for you. So stay close to him. And tell the world about him. Uh, The uh, NIV uh, uh, translation, which we... Uh, used in, in our, our, our reading uh, makes it a little more amb- ambiguous, it kind of points in, in a different direction. I prefer the uh, ESV translation here that highlights uh, the mission God gives to his people uh, as witnesses to tell the world of his power and his plan for them. As uh, he says, since I appointed an ancient people Let them declare what is to come and what will happen. That's our job. God has appointed us, redeemed us, and made us his servants so that we can declare to the world what we know and what we've seen. Uh, That there is no God but God. There is no power greater than his. Let me tell you, world, that there is someone who walked on water, fed the 5,000, rose from the dead, who is powerful enough to forgive our sins and give us eternal life. He says, Fear not, nor be afraid. Again, driving home that message of the confidence we have in him. Fear not, nor be afraid. Have I not told you from of old and declared it? And you are my witnesses. We are God's witnesses to declare what is to come and what will happen. That God is going to win. Because his power is greater than anything and anyone in the world. And nothing can stand opposed to him. We stand in a world surrounded and filled with hardship. We often wonder where we can turn for protection. But God's power is our mighty fortress. That... As Jesus promised, no one can snatch us out of his hand. Whatever may be arrayed against us, whatever powers may set themselves up as supreme, they're ultimately impotent because God alone reigns. His word is law. His word will be fulfilled. And as he has promised, we will stand before him in everlasting righteousness, innocence, and blessedness when he comes again to raise the dead and give true life to those who are still living, that we may live eternally, free from all harm and danger with him in his kingdom. And may that peace, as beyond all understanding, Keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus, our mighty fortress, until the day of his glorious return. Amen.